Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Take Two Radio. We are pleased to bring you interviews with people in the entertainment and music industry, discussions and recaps of the four remaining daytime soaps, that's The Bold and the Beautiful, The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, and Days of Our Lives, as well as various other shows. For upcoming and previous shows, check Take2Radio.com, that's with the number two, and you can find us on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and other streaming apps. Follow us on social media at Take2Radio, and thanks for listening. Hey, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Take2Radio Soaps and Review. It's that time of the month again. Hey, that kind of sounds funny, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. if, you know what I, if you know what I mean, girls. <laughs> Yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> well, <laughs> tonight we're, we're very delighted to have a special show and a special guest. Um, some of you may know her from General Hospital, her recent stint as Brooklyn. And she's been on many, many other television, movie I mean, so many projects, I was like blown away by her resume. It's just unbelievable. Brianna Lane is multi-talented. She's an actress, a producer, a writer, a director, a casting director. I don't know. There's so many things that I saw on her her resume. It's unbelievable. She does it it all. Yes. Yeah, I mean she's a yeah. a one a one woman show in herself, right? <laughs> multi talented, multi talented, well, and, and and so wonderful, so wonderful. Oh my gosh! Well, I believe she is with us right now. Welcome, Brianna. Yes. Oh, thank you so much. What a kind introduction. Oh. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome, <laughs> and congratulations from all of us on your. Daytime Emmy nomination. Wow, wow, oh, wow, wow. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Oh. I heard some clapping in the background. <laughs> yes. yes. I, 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 do the, I do the clapping, yes. I, cause sound effects. Like, yep. Yeah, sound effects automatic work. right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. thank you so much. So, so oh, appreciated. you're very welcome. You're very welcome. It's, it's well-deserved. You did a phenomenal job as Brooklyn Quartermain. I mean, uh, it just blew us away. Uh, tell us about it. Tell us how you got the part. Well, so it was like the height of COVID. Uh, I think it was last, my audition, I believe, was in July or June, end of June, early July. So it was height of pandemic 2020. And um, it was one of my first auditions back into, you know, real world. Um, I had worked a job, American Housewife, in March, and then everything shut down. Um, So I auditioned. I had no idea how it went. It was my first Doom audition. I didn't know where to look. I didn't know where my eyeline was. I was like, oh, gosh, that was a disaster. I don't know how that went. Um, 
And Mark Keshner's so sweet. He's he's been a fan of mine for a while and, and such a great supporter. And so I didn't feel too nervous. So anyway, long story short, found out I got it. I didn't realize what it was initially. And then I realized, oh my gosh, I'm filling in for like the mega talented Amanda Seton, who also has an incredible resume. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I and so then immediately I just dove into studying. Amanda's performance. And just, you know, Brooklyn's history, too. I studied uh, Adrian Leone's also, um, just to kind of get the history of the character. Um, and it was also my first soap. I'd never done a soap opera before. So I was very nervous and just, like, wanted to over-prepare. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did a, a phenomenal job. I mean, there's so many people nominate or put in reels for their nominations. And um, you were chosen. <laughs> so, so you had crazy. something special. Uh, th- well, thank you for saying that. And, you know, it's crazy because I, I really truly was not expecting it um, because the category is both male and female. And it's just a bit more competitive, I would say. I think. Mm-hmm, I mean, I mm-hmm. don't know. It's my first time doing the Emmys, so who knows. Um, but from that perspective, I was like, oh, I'm probably not going to get nominated. It's, there's a lot of fish in the sea there. And uh, so it was it was quite a surprise getting that news on Tuesday morning. <laughs> oh, I, I, what was your first thought? I mean, what did you say? What did you did, was anybody around you for you to scream? Oh, my gosh, <laughs> no, I had just I had just landed from Hawaii the night before. So I was still in Hawaii time. And the results were announced 9 a.m. L.A. time. So that's 6 a.m. Hawaii time. So I slept till like 9.30 L.A. time. And I looked at my phone, and it was just like text messages, missed phone calls, missed FaceTime from Caitlin, who plays Willow on the show. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, boy, uh, I, better, I better figure this out. So it was more like I had to call these people back. That was my first thought. And then I, w- I was just, you know, I had this thought the night before because I knew when the results were going to be announced. And I just sort of, I was just in a, um, just a, um, really in a place of gratitude. Like no matter what happens, I'm just, I was so lucky to have played that part for as long as I did and to have been given that incredible material and that I will always remember, you know, um, as you know, my career goes on. So that was a gift within itself. And then to get nominated was just like icing on the cake, you know? Well, and the, the part when you took it over was such mm-hmm. um, it was, it was a huge storyline having Brooklyn with her throat slashed. I mean, God. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was just like, here, welcome to uh, soap opera life. And here's a crazy storyline. <laughs> yeah. I was kind of being thrown into the fire there. I was like, all right, we're in a hospital bed. Okay. I got, <laughs> I got murdered. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was a, it was a lot. And also, you know, Wally and I talked about it, you know, because we had to wear masks, um, Mm -hmm. during rehearsal. Mm. Uh, and I think they still do actually, you know, we, we have all this history as daughter and, and father. And yet Wally and I didn't even know what each other's faces looked like until the camera started rolling. (laughs) You know, I was like, I've seen Wally's work, obviously, but I, I never actually looked at him in the eye with, without a mask on. So mm-hmm. having to perform and, and have all this, you know, in that first, um, one of the first scenes we had together with me, with him th- kicking me out of the house. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It was a lot. It was, it was an intense uh, first couple of days, I would say. 
for sure. Yeah. Hi, Wally. That's Bye, so Wally. Fun. Or hi, Dad. Bye, Dad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, hello, nice to meet you. Okay, now you're kicking me out. Great. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But Wally, well, man, oh, man. What a talented man. I love him. He is one of my all-time favorites. I just adore him. There's nothing that he does, wouldn't do, that I wouldn't watch. Let's put it that way. There you Um, go. Yep. Agreed. And he's he's another musician, so you've got that in common. Oh, I know. I know. You know what also we have in common, which we realized a week or two, and, you know, I had a bunch of friends on soaps. Um, Blake Barris, who was on Days of Our Lives, he – he played someone named Nick. Um, mm-hmm. He uh, worked with Wally on days. And so he, right. and he, I went to college with Blake and he's like, make sure to tell him you also went to UCLA. So Wally and I found out we both went to uh, UCLA and studied in the same program, the same musical theater program. That's so that, was, uh, that was a trip. Yeah. Yeah. Even though there's, thing. even though there's so many actors in just LA alone, I mean, mm-hmm. it's still a small world in many ways. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. And especially if you're an actor who's still doing it in your 30s, like, you just know everyone, you know? Because mm-hmm. it, it gets smaller as you get older, I would say. The pool of people who have not quit, essentially. Right, um, right. You know what I mean? Right, So And, yeah. you know, in my 20s, it was like there were so many actors. It was just like everyone was an actor, you know? And now in my 30s, it feels like, okay, yeah, like I, I pre- every audition I go to, I pretty much know everyone in the waiting room, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of it's nice in a way that you know everybody, but then again, it's not because you're all competing for the same role. I know, I know. And it gets distracting. Well, it also gets distracting because I want to <laughs> talk to everyone and socialize. I'm like, I got to focus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, how did you decide to become an actress? When did that start? Were you at a young age or was it later in life? Oh, yeah. No, I was like five years old and I was practicing an Oscar speech in the mirror with a Tantine Pro-V ah. shampoo bottle. Like, I, <laughs> I have oh. wanted to be an actress. And I grew up in Los Angeles, you know, um, right by mm-hmm. Fox Studios and, so I was surrounded by a lot of kids who had agents and a lot of kids whose parents were famous actors. And so I was kind of like always close to the industry um, without really being in it. My parents didn't let me get an agent till I turned 18, basically, um, or till I went to college. But um, I begged them every Christmas for an agent. For an agent. Um, and they let me do school uh, plays and community theater but deep down, I was just like, you know, and I went to college, which was great. But I think even then, I was still like, I know I just want to act. So I don't know why I'm doing this. But, you know, um, so, yeah, so I always kind of knew that's what I wanted to do. Uh, well, it's great that you stuck yeah. with it. I mean, you know, as children, we have a lot of dreams of what we want to be. But, you know, it changes throughout yeah. the years. But with, I noticed with with actors and musicians, I think, Mm-hmm. Um, it pretty much starts from young age and it continues through. They just keep that same goal and, and most achieve it. And unfortunately, yeah. some don't. Yeah. Yeah, it is crazy. It is crazy thinking about that, actually, like kind of this idea that that is what I wanted to do. And, like, you know, because I mean, I also said when I was younger, I wanted to be like a marine biologist and all these other things. But yeah, no, it is pretty crazy. It's yeah, when when I think about it long enough, I'm like, wow, 
I think five-year-old me would be pretty happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With uh, her glimpse into the crystal ball. Yeah. <laughs> well, I noticed something, and now I mentioned, of course, that you're in music, and, and you sing, and you just released, uh, was it December of, of last year, a song oh, called Bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the name of the band, is it Kadu? Cadeau. It's Cadeau. French, um, yeah, it's plural for the word gift in French. And it's also my great-grandfather's original last name before he changed it when he came to Ellis Island. It, so. That's what I was going to mm-hmm. ask you about because I noticed your middle name was similar. Yes, it was Cadeau. Yeah. So he changed it from Cadeau to Cadeau for whatever reason. Oh. I think Cadeau is way prettier. <laughs> Oh, Way prettier wow. Sounding. But, uh, yeah, so I kind of wanted to honor that name somehow. And, I, you know, obviously I, I was like, I'm not going to change my name, but I think it would be cool to kind of incorporate it into something. So I yeah. love that. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I love that. And I bet your family is really happy about it, too. Oh, totally. Yeah, totally. And it ended up looking kind of like a cool band name, too. It was sort yeah. of just like a twofold, yeah. Definitely. Now, tell us how the song Bad came about. Um, So I started, you know, I was in a band with my, and I still am in a band, actually, with um, one of my best friends. She plays Tammy on the show Shameless, if anyone watches that. Um, And her and I have been writing and putting music out. And then um, I met this guy, Darian, who... As Darian Zidi, who plays in a band called CRX with Nick Valenci from The Strokes. And him and I decided to start writing and see what happened. Like, we had no idea what it was going to, what was going to come of it. We thought maybe it would just be placement music, like to put in commercials or TV shows. And then it ended up being kind of cool. And we're like, all right, maybe we should release this under something. So that's sort of how it happened. It was just sort of kind of like a happenstance type thing where we were just kind of playing around and then it turned into something cool. I've, you know, I've interviewed a lot of musicians in my life, and it seems, again, that sometimes just playing around with stuff ends up being your greatest Totally. The stuff you don't think whatever. about much, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it gets really hairy when you start overthinking and, like, dissecting yeah. everything and picking it apart, which we did, actually, for our third song, uh, which is why it's taken so long to have more music out. And we didn't expect to put more music out because we didn't think people were actually going to, not that we didn't think they were going to like it, but we just didn't expect it to be on the radio or like, you know, KCRW, our local radio station here that plays all the indie, the newest, coolest indie rock um, played our stuff a bunch. And that was so unexpected and, and, and awesome. So we were like, we got to make more. Absolutely. So, Do not give up on it. I mean, I know it's kind of hard when you have, a career like you do with doing so many different things, but, uh, yeah. you know, if you enjoy doing it too, you, you, you can't give up on it. Totally. Yep. Agreed. Well, I could ask you a million questions, but I do have my co-host and they each have two questions for you. So I'm going to release oh, them on you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Great. First up is David. Oh, hi, hi David. Brianna. Hi. Hi, Brianna. I just want to say on behalf of everybody 
um, who loves soaps on here, that we are so happy that you came aboard on on what was what was um, a pretty um, dismal time, and yeah. we consider we consider all the stand-ins to be heroes in the soap opera world at this time. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. That is really beautifully put. Thank you. Yeah, it's really sweet, Ava. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. So my first question for you is, as you were growing up, what soap operas piqued your interest? Well, I have to say two. Um, one of them was actually General Hospital because my manager at the time in high school, I had a, I guess, yeah, I had sort of a manager, but my parents were very uh, cautious about it. She took me to the set of General Hospital. That was my first set experience. So I got to see what it was like. And I remember at that age, I was like, that is the goal to get on this show, <laughs> to, get on, to get on the soap mm. opera. Um, but I would say my first job ever was on Days of Our Lives, and I started watching Days, actually. Um, I didn't grow up actually watching soaps. Um, my parents watched uh, General Hospital, funny enough, um, when they were younger. Um, but I started watching Days of Our Lives um, uh, when I was about, like, 19 or so. And I had a bunch of friends on it, too. So that was sort of my um, – that was the one I watched, I would say, the most. And if oh. I remember correctly, sorry, David, um, on your IMDb, you stood in. Oh, yeah. Uh, or not her stood hope. in, but you were um, her, what is it called? Body double. Double. Body double, which is so we're funny. Yeah, double. that was like to get my after card, I had to, do, you know, you could be an extra or you could be like a body double. Like that was the thing. And I actually had been on Days of Our Lives three times. I had been an extra, and then I played a bride in some scene. I have no idea what episode, and I have no idea um, what, like, <laughs> when it was. I remember I was 19. It was the same. And they just kept, Days of Our Lives just kept bringing me back for these, like, little bit stand-in parts, you know, roles. Um, so I loved it over there. They were so nice. But I I didn't speak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That sounds good. Well, my second question for you is, mm-hmm. and I looked this up, what was it like reuniting with the former co-star Marcus Coloma, oh. who you portrayed in the movie Viva La Fiesta, if I got that right? Beverly Hills Chihuahua 3. Yeah. 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 <laughs> A classic film. Um yeah, that was so cool. I mean, I think he was so surprised to see me. He's like, oh, my gosh, Brianna. Like, we hadn't seen each other in probably eight years or something like that. I think it came out in 2012, nine years. I mean, it's been a, it had been a long time. It was so great seeing him. He's such a wonderful person. He's so kind. He, you know, I mean, everyone on GH was so kind. I really, truly mean that. Um, and he was so quick to, you know, kind of show me the ropes in the sense of like, oh, 
you know, this is how it works here and this and that and just very welcoming and and great. So it was it was pretty funny seeing him uh after all those years. Well, yeah, it's so nice know, to hear. I have to ask this. I'm sorry for interrupting again, but I have to know the answer. <laughs> did, did, when you do voiceovers like that for that movie, I mean, that's George Lopez. What Did you get to meet him, or do you guys all do it separately? No. So we played real people. So yeah. the dogs in the movie have voiceover, like famous actors playing them. Well, there were other famous actors actually in the movie too. We had Kyle Gass from Tenacious D. We had Cedric Yarbrough from Reno 911. Um, but a lot of the voice actors, that was like a totally different thing. So us, the real act, because it was live action. It was, you know, it was like people talking and then the dogs mm-hmm. would talk. Um, and so we only got to work with the dogs, um, which was an experience in itself. I mean, it was truly uh, so fun. My co-star was the St. Bernard. And they <laughs> St. Bernards are, like, notoriously, like, not the best behaved. So he had, like, two – it was, like, one of three St. Bernards that looked exactly the same. And so they kept having to have, like, another one stand in because one of them didn't want to, like, behave. It was pretty funny. Uh, well, that's one that I haven't seen. I know I saw the first one, but I don't know if oh, I yeah. saw the other one. So um, I enjoyed it. It's kind of like a kid's movie, but I enjoyed it. So, you know, totally. I'm still got a kid so, at heart. So, <laughs> Right? And it's such a cute – actually, it's, like, very um, – it's an adult movie. Like, it has adult jokes. Mm-hmm. And it's George Lopez, you know? So it's a yes, little irreverent exactly. at times, you know? So <laughs> I think I think you would like – Bill's Chihuahua 3, Viva La Fiesta. Um, I'm going to have to watch it. Yeah. (laughs) I truly am. Okay, well, thank you, David, for your questions, and we're going to move on to Carolyn. All right. Hi, Carolyn. Hi, Hi, Brianna. Hi. Yeah, you're you're such a delight. What a beauty. Oh, (laughs) thank you. Nice talking to you. You said you were in Hawaii. What nationality are you? You have that Hawaiian look. <laughs> oh, do I? Well, that's fun. I I wish that yeah. would be so fun to call that place home. Um, no, I'm actually French and Irish and a little Italian. I'm a little Greek. I'm, they're like all over the place. I'm basically oh. Europe <laughs> in one person. Um. My first question is, uh, how did you get involved with the Arthritis Foundation? Was it a personal reason? Yeah, I had um, a very serious bout with juvenile rheumatoid arthritis when I was 19. And 19 was a big year. I was on Days of Our Lives. I had arthritis. Um, Yeah, I was pretty much out of commission for seven months. And I had to have like a handicap plaque and... Um, every joint in my body was affected. It was awful. Um, and they didn't know if it was lupus or arthritis and then, and they couldn't stop the flare. I mean, the flare was so, I had never had arthritis before and that was just like very, it was very aggressive. Um, so it was a lot of seeing doctors, a lot of not knowing what was wrong with me. And finally I found an amazing rheumatologist. Um, 
Dr. Renee Ronaldo in Beverly Hills who cured my arthritis. And I've been in remission ever since. I never got it again, thank God. But I feel like fundraising, because I didn't know what I had, because there wasn't enough research, I wanted to continue to support that cause because I would hate, I just know how it felt not knowing what I had and not having the resources was the most frustrating part. So, fortunate that you um, found the, the the right doctor. And what to treat yes. you? Did um, can you recommend anything or any what kind so, of treatment yeah, they did for you? She had me go off all nine medications that I was on, which was way too much for a nineteen year old. I was on even methotrexate, which is like what cancer patients take and causes oh, infertility yeah. and is yep. just not about that. something yeah, not something a child should be taking. And Plaquenol and Celebrex and I mean it was just like a whole thing. Um and so they had me go off all of that, which I was so afraid of, and she just put me on something called Enbrel, E N B R E L. That did something to my my body. I mean, it it truly um, put me back into remission. Oh, it was incredible. It was, it was a matter of weeks, and all of a sudden, I could start walking without pain. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, yeah!" It was a miracle drug for me. Wow. And now, is there a um, is, is there a website or anywhere that we can we can go to more know more about the um, um, yeah, the arthritis foundation. With? Yeah, the arthritis foundation has a website. I believe it's arthritisfoundation.org. Um, but if you just Google arth- the arthritis foundation, you'll be able okay. you'll be taken to their site. There's only one, um, and they do you know fundraisers. They do walks every year. They do virtual walks, obviously now, um, and yeah. So it's a big, um, it's a really great foundation. I've actually met with one of the women there and they're just very dedicated to helping the youth too because it's something people don't even think kids get you know right so yeah. you have quite a story that's uh you're very yeah. Fortunate. yeah 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 um my second question is can you tell us what your uh, clip was that you submitted for your win on the daytime <gasps> Sure. Um, I submitted um, some hospital scenes with Ned and Olivia and um, also Sunny. And then I submitted uh, some fight scenes with, (laughs) sounds like we're going to battle, some fight scenes with Ned and then kind of a resolution scene with Ned. Um, I felt like my best work was with Wally. I feel like he really brought something out in me and... um, we just had such a great connection um, when we were working together that I just, I felt like I was getting better as an actor, honestly, every time I worked with him. Well, you so, yeah, the, those, you are the, the right, those are the, the right themes. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> very, very good, very good. Well, thank you, okay, Carolyn, for your uh, question. Yeah. Oh, did you okay. want to have something yeah. else? Yeah, I was going to say, and next up is Candace. <laughs> oh, well, well, before we get to Candace, before we get to Candace, I wanted to mention that I have rheumatoid arthritis for the past 10 years, and I'm going to ask my doctor about the embryo because I'm not on that, and I'm yes. on something else, which is, I don't even know the name of it right now because I have a bunch of pills as well. 
Um, yeah. And it's not a hundred percent my hands, my feet. I mean, it's just, it's mm-hmm. horrible. So I'm going to ask yep. him about that. So I'm so glad that Carolyn asked you that question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also oh, ask him about absolutely. diet too, the anti-inflammatory diet, because I think that's, that also yeah. helped a lot, just eliminating and like yeah. dairy and gluten and sugar um, helped a lot. Mm, okay, well, interesting. So interesting. Yeah, diet is, oh, my gosh, your body responds. And it will take a while, you know, with the diet stuff. Like, And it's not diet like you're dieting. It's more just health, wellness, you know. But mm-hmm. once yeah. you start on, like, eliminating those foods, um about over like a few months, you'll start to notice, you know, every three months your body kind of re recycles or reprocesses. Yeah. So yeah, give it yeah. three months and see, and see what happens. Wow. Awesome. Well, uh, great information. Great information. You'll be hel- helping a lot of the fans as well. Yes. Exactly. I hope I, do. I hope I can. I hope I can. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. All right, Candace, you're up. Okay. Hi, Rihanna. How you doing? Hi. Good. How are you? I'm doing good. So I just kind of want to backtrack um, because mm-hmm. I actually uh, did volunteer many months ago at the Arthritis Foundation here in Maryland. So wow. I actually, so I actually did want to give out the um, website. I feel like so we're like the public service announcement, but we want to help others yes. find it. It is arthritis.org. You can make a donation. You can get involved. There is, they just had the 2021 walk in May, but there's another mm-hmm. one scheduled uh, in October, I believe. September or October. Yeah. So make sure yeah. you guys get involved and, you know, there you go. So we just want to pass it yes, on to you guys. thank you. Not a awesome. problem. Okay. Okay, <laughs> so I have two questions as well. Um, I had changed my first one, but to this one. Um was there a teacher that really made a lasting impression on your life, like in your life? Was there one or two teachers? Hmm. Ooh, that's great. Oh, my gosh. Whew. Well, yeah. she thinks, Candace, tell her why you're asking. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm a teacher. I'm a, I work with oh. our children, my child care teacher, to my my uh, wow. two, well, I, I could say my two-year-olds, but they're two, three, four, 21-year-olds because they all act like they're adults wow. now. Oh, yeah. gosh. <laughs> and, and those are my oh hearts. My and, I'm, I'm, and I actually miss them. I'm on vacation this week. And usually, you know, teachers always say they need a break. But I actually miss yeah. my kids. So if, they, so if any of the oh. parents are listening to this podcast, I do miss them. I'll see them on Monday. Okay. <laughs> oh, cute. Oh, my gosh. You know, I I had a bunch of teachers, actually, who um, made a huge difference. One of them was actually not a teacher. She was a nun at my high school. She had been mm-hmm. there when, um, oh, my gosh, what's the actress from Law & Order? What's her name? Mariska um, Mariska. Yeah. Mariska. Yeah. Mariska went to my high school, and this nun was there when she was there. And I, this nun watched me in all of my plays and the musicals I did at this high school, and she always came up to me and said, you have this gift, and I hope that you continue doing it after high school. And she kept Aww. telling me that, like kept reaffirming it. Aww. And, it, you know, she wasn't a teacher, but she just – had this way about her where I was like, I just believed her. I was like, I don't know if God's speaking through her. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> this yeah. feels 
so like I feel so validated by this and that that she gave me a lot of confidence um at that time in my life to continue doing it um and then I had a teacher, um, this guy, Scott Zidida in Los Angeles, who was like my first real like life acting teacher outside of high, uh, outside of college. And he was really hard on me, but he actually was the one who got me my first agent who, by the way, or manager, by the way, was a soap manager. Um, and who tried to get me on soap. Like when I was like 20 years old, that's like, all I was doing was auditioning for different soaps from like 20 to 22. Wow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so it's full all full circle. circle. So crazy. That's full taking this circle. Long, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> that is, that is crazy. I, I love hearing stories like that where you have, you know, one or two teachers or, and like you said, you, you had uh, the nun who wasn't a teacher, but I always say that teachers come in all forms. Mm-hmm. Come yeah. in different times of your life. Everybody teaches you something or gives you that encouragement that you may not yeah. have known you needed, but they were right there. They're always in your corner. So that's why I, I, I said I do miss my kids. I'll see. I already Aww. know they're tearing up the classroom right now. I already know they're tearing up the classroom <laughs> and, and just waiting for me to come back on Monday with play doh and stuff like that. But <laughs> but. Now I have enough questions for you, and this is what I call my thinking question. So Ooh, like I'm it. gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna do just like I do with the kids. Put on your thinking cap. <laughs> yes. Okay. John. Okay. If if you could have the perfect day, mm. what would that oh. be like? Wow. Um, that's a great question. I would say since I just was in Hawaii, I would somehow be transported to Hawaii. Via plane. There you go. Um, I would be on the beach in Hawaii, um, having fresh fruit and um, getting to work there, like getting to go to set or doing something that involved working somehow. And then at night, seeing my friends and listening to really good music and eating delicious food and watching the sunset. I think that would be the ideal. The ideal day. I did that, that do does Hawaii Five O. It's. I mean, that it's does. just like I did Hawaii Five O like eight years ago, and ever since then, I'm like, I want to go back to Hawaii and like get paid to go. There you go. Which 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 beach? Which beach? Which beach? Oh my God! There's any of them? So many beaches. <laughs> I know. Any honestly, <laughs> honestly, any of them. So the one I love in Maui is Big Beach. The one I love in Oahu is Waimanolo, um, the Wamanolo. state park. Oh, on the other, yeah, the other, yeah, the other. Yeah, on that the other island. side, north, yeah. or it's like uh, east on the island, east. Yeah, yeah. That's my favorite beach on Oahu. Um, and then oh. Kauai has some good. I grew up going a lot, so I and I want to go more. Um, this past trip, I was like, why am I not here every day? <laughs> um, <laughs> I lived there for a year and I, I, I was, I thought I was going to retire there, but I didn't quite make it. Wow. <laughs> wow. Which island did you live on? Oahu. Wow. I, that's my favorite one. Yeah. It's very pretty there. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. When you go there, you always want to 
to go back for some reason or another. There's just something about Hawaii, the Hawaiian Islands. There really is. It's, it's there really is. Yeah, it's yeah, so. It's it does tasty. something that yeah, the air, the air yeah. is so nice. Yeah, yeah. It gets in your blood. Yeah, and the salt water and the yeah, and the water's so clean. It's so yeah. you know, LA. The beach is like <laughs> you know, there's like sewage yeah. going into the water. It's not the cleanest. Uh, the beaches, the trade, but, uh, the trade yeah. winds. There's just a different. There's just a different. Yeah. Different atmosphere. It's like a, a different atmosphere. Orchid. Yeah, it's like a What'd different world. I said it, it's like yeah. a, just a different atmosphere there versus, totally. you know, like you said, like Los Angeles or, of course, you know, New York or here in Maryland. It's just a peaceful <laughs> getaway. Like you can, you feel at one with yourself there. Mm-hmm. Where are all of you guys based? So well, I'm in Maryland. Based? Yeah, I'm, well, I'm, everybody pretty much. Yeah, I'm in Baltimore, Maryland. So. Hmm. And nice. I'm in Chicago. Carolyn is in Florida. In <laughs> yeah, I'm in I heard Chicago in your voice. Yeah. You hear Chicago in I my voice? It. Oh, yes. yeah, I don't think Pam, I, yeah. don't you think I have an accent. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, the we long told age. you. <laughs> Everybody else has an accent. I don't. I sound normal. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but Pam, You're the showrunner, so if you say so, then it must that's be. That's right. It's <laughs> I was going to ask this question. What is normal? What is normal exactly? Right. No, it, no accent. No accent. No. Well, then I don't have one either. I don't have yes, one. I do, because you're, you're in Maryland. Yes. Anthony has the New York accent. Carolyn has the you Canada <laughs> accent. Yeah. Oh, I, um, yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you guys are all over. I love it. Yeah, I'm up yeah. in so David's cool. up near Rock. Yeah, David's up near Rock. Syracuse, New York. Oh, there oh nice. Pretty close. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so oh, cool. Wow. Yeah. That's what's great about doing doing a podcast like this is we can have anybody call from anywhere. So I've I had exactly. people call in from Europe. I mean, it's just I love it. Wow. And from, Eng, from England and Scotland and mainly those were all my musicians that I used to interview. So it's, it's wow. Awesome. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, Candace, thank you for your questions. And the last but not least, we have Anthony. Yay. How you doing? Hi, Anthony. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so you're here in the New York, but I actually relocated to Miami um, right before the pandemic. Um, so I'm gonna oh. I'm gonna take a privilege too and and go back for a moment, Candace, real quick. When you asked that question, I thought of Miss Congeniality, April 25th, because it's not too ah. warm, it's not too cold. All you need is a light spring jacket. <laughs> <laughs> But all kidding aside, when you were, um, everybody who listens to the podcast knows I I lost my eyesight five years ago. When you were talking about the preparation that you did for the role, um, I got to tell you, I knew what day you were, you know, you were stepping into the role. And I actually asked this group in in our chat message, um, you know, was, was today the day or did they skip? Because your performance was so seamless. Oh my! Stepping into the into the role, I really wasn't sure if I had confused the dates or not. Um, you know, and and it was wow. so. 
uh, Amanda uh, playing the role. Um, so, wow. you know, you really, yeah, you really did. And, you know, and, and being blind, you hear ever Like, I know when Laura Wright has a cold. I know when her allergies are kicking oh. up because wow. when you're blind, you're just cued into to voices so, so much deeper than, wow. than sighted folks are. So kudos yeah. and congratulations. The, you know, the, the numb uh, is, is so well-deserved. Um, so oh, I have two fun you. questions for you. They saved me for oh, last yay. because I'm the goofy one. <laughs> ah. <laughs> um, <laughs> my first question to you is two-pronged. Um, I want to know what, you know, you worked with James Patrick Stewart, Maurice Bernard, um, uh, Nina, um, Annie, uh, oh, God, Cynthia Watrox, I'm sorry. I mean, you yes. just, uh, Wally Kirk, who you mentioned. So you worked with mm-hmm. all these powerhouse folks. What did you walk away, you know, education-wise with? And the second part of that question is, what is one, like, super spectacular soap storyline? Evil twin, back from the dead, multiple personality. What is the one thing you would love to play on a soap? Oh, my gosh. Okay, that's a great question. Those are so great. Okay. Um, The first one I would say is all those soap actors taught me the – incredible um (laughs) i had to learn this this was a muscle that was not worked you know what i mean when i first came on but to drop in so quickly they can just drop i mean they're talking goofing around and then it's like all right guys settle and action and it's like they're in the scene and it's just like this insane transition and they're so present in their performances and it felt like i was doing theater i mean it was so it felt so intimate um, so that honestly is what I learned is, is that is developing that muscle of being able to drop in, uh, on a dime into an emotional space. Um, and then in terms of a crazy storyline, I would love to play. Um, I think the, the multiple personality disorders would be very fun. Also playing a ghost would be kind of cool. Um, nice. Yeah, I, I feel like that has happened maybe in soaps, um, but yeah. playing a ghost would be kind of weird and cool. Um, and yeah, I would say, and maybe someone with like an accent, like someone from like the, the South or something who comes, who's like a, the new girl in town or something like that and could be kind of like a comedic thing. Can you awesome. do it? So here's your you audition. Let's hear a southern accent. Give us a line. Um, oh my gosh. Oh, what, what, uh, uh, <laughs> bless your heart. So you want to spy. Give us both, bless your give heart. Us bless your heart. Well, now all I can do right now is the Chicago accent right now because that's where I all I hear in this interview is that. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Yeah, I have family from don't Chicago, so and Michigan, so that's where I, it feels like home. Hearing hearing an accent. Um, um, oh gosh, oh the southern, the southern girl would just be a really nice girl who just wants no drama Love in it. the town and uh, just lots of happiness or whatever. <laughs> you go, girl. You got, you got the part. You got the part. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so Pam earlier in the interview touched on your musicality and I gotta say I love um the second single. Oh my god. Um but so you know everybody you. has their 
their musical. Now, of course, you know, if you can't tell, I'm part of the LGBT community. If I could have, like, the very yes. godmother grant me my wish, I would want to be Madonna for a week while she's on tour. I want to be in front oh. of 75,000 people voguing and yes. expressing myself, et cetera, et cetera. Give us your yes. top three musical icons, and and if you could step into one of their lives for a week, who would you want to who would you want to be? Oh my gosh! Um, and by the way, they're casting for the Madonna Pio pick as we speak. So if you're willing to go platinum <laughs> oh and dark, etc. Girl, put yourself in. They they, they actually wow. are too. That's all that. Oh my gosh! I would say I love me Alana Del Rey. I love Alana oh Del Rey. Yes. yes. Um, I would Rockwell. love, yes, yes, <laughs> just the yes. emo vibes all day, um, being sad, but also she has such a big fan base, she has so many fun backup dancers, like it just sounds like it'd be such a fun journey, and she's so good at kind of nailing this like nostalgic moment in time, like she just, she gets in Los Angeles, and uh, she's just so wonderful, Um and then I would say Sharon My Bennett. My partner is who, salivating right now. <laughs> he loves oh, really? Her. <laughs> yes. Lana, she is a queen. Um, and then I would probably say like Billie Eilish too. I mean, she's a little young, but um, she, her music is so good and her fan base is so good. And her videos, just to be in one of her music videos would be so fun. Um. And then I would say Sharon Van Etten, who's um, this indie rock artist who's incredible. Oh, God, yes. 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 <laughs> She's amazing. Um, her and Angel Olsen just came out with this amazing song called Like I Used To. That's, like, truly insane. Um, but I love her because she reminds me of, like, old rock and roll singer-songwriter. Um, and she's getting a big um, following, too. And for those who don't know her, I would listen to the song 17. Um it's a really, really good classic sounding song. Yeah. She's like the it's, female version of that whole barefoot singer. rock. Yes. 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 It's great. I love it. It'd be so fun. Well, oh. thank you so much. We are we are definitely uh, you know, um rooting for Brianna for the win. Um but even even if the statue goes to someone else, you you just have to know you did a phenomenal job and, and you know, bonus question, would you do a long term soap roll? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it's funny, and I love episodic television. I've been blessed to be working in episodic television and film. I recently just did a show this year, um, an Apple TV show that was so fun and such a great time. But I do have to say, after being on GH for five months and being on a soap, I got so used to how the soap pacing goes. So Mm. being on this episodic show I was like wait what do you mean we have to do more than one take we got it like it was just kind of like wait I don't know if I this is as rewarding because after doing a soap you get so much material you're you're going through so many emotions you have so much work that you're doing you're so artistically fulfilled I guess is my point and um and then going to episodic where it's like, you know, if you're not a series regular, you're kind of there supporting it. And it's like kind of one and done. You're in and out. And, man, I would love to be on the soap after being on Young and the Restless. I think that kind of, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Young and the Restless. Call on Brianna. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. <laughs> Give me a ring. You could still get a, a, a you. you know, a role on Days of Our Lives, even though you've been on there, but you haven't had an actual oh my role. Gosh. 
And I then know, there's also the bold and the crazy. beautiful. Mm-hmm. I know, I know. It's, oh, it's come so on, exciting. Pam. Don't we want to see her tear it up with Sally Spectra and Victoria Newman <laughs> and maybe get a little yes. action with some uh, some Nick Newman, Josh Morrow? Don't do yes. That. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> We're oh, here for it. so fun. Okay, great. Let's do it. Manifest it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us tonight. And before we let you go, can you let everybody know how they can uh, follow along with you on social media and your YouTube channel, sure. which needs more videos, hint, hint. Oh my gosh. Yes, girl. Oh my gosh. I, Do a couple of covers really? on that YouTube channel. A little Belinda Carlisle and a little uh, Joni Mitchell. Run the gamut oh. on that channel, girl. Yes. Oh, that great suggestion. My gosh. Yeah, that sounds, you know what's funny, you guys? I don't even know my URL on YouTube, LOL. So if you just search my name on YouTube, I'm sure you'll find something. Um, but on Instagram, I'm Brianna, B-R-I-A-N-A dot Lane, L-A-N-E. And then on Twitter, it's just twitter.com slash Brianna Lane. Awesome. Yay. Well, I, I tell you, this was a very, very fun and interesting mm-hmm. interview. And I want to yes. thank you again for all the information on the arthritis, because I'm definitely going to oh, look into course. that. And yeah. I wish you only the best. And make We're sure you keep in you. touch with us, because we'd love to have you back of when course. you have new projects. Oh my Yeah, gosh, when that course. next big it's project comes along... And if you put up a bunch of cover songs, then come back and sing a little mm. acoustic for us. Ooh. <laughs> These are all such great ideas. I'm loving this. Okay, yeah. I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much. It was so, You're welcome. It was so great talking with you all. Thank you. Same and we'll here. be watching Thank for you. you on the daytime. It's awesome. a pleasure. Yay. Take, all right, guys. Talk to you later. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Aloha. 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 Okay. And that oh, I, I really her. meant at, I really meant it when I said it was a very fun interview because she was just awesome. Um, yeah. she's such an inspiration and I'm sure that there's if there's any young actors or actresses starting out, you really need to watch her work. Anybody who gets that call to step into a role, you know, Lindsay Hartley, too, we have to say, mm-hmm, and I think we've said mm-hmm, it on the show, yeah. but, you know, anyone mm-hmm. who gets that call, check out Brianna's, you know, look, look, listen, watch a couple of episodes of Amanda, and then watch a couple of episodes of her, and just realize, you know what, you know, if you've got the acting chops, you can do it. It takes a little bit of work to, to step into a character like, you know, that's his... I mean, Brooklyn is very well-defined as a character. So to step mm-hmm. into it and just take it the way she and, took it, you know. And, and not only yeah. that, I wanted to say, say this. She made that character her own. Yes. She not did. a lot of people Not a lot of people who can do, like, who steps in for, like, a couple of weeks or months can make their, that character into their own. She right. nailed it. I, and I will say this. Not a lot of people do it on first day. To me, when I, you know, of course, when Amanda went on maternity leave and, and everything, and she came into this role, I can tell you right now, the body language sold it for me. 
Mm-hmm. Like the way she was standing, the way that she was like, you know, yeah, it was just a quick, you know, da da da. But she really nailed that role. Her chemistry with Wally and everybody else, it, it was mm-hmm. like she's been there. Like she's been there for a long period of time. Absolutely. That's why I kind of wish GH, I wish y'all would have said that Brooklyn had a twin. Um, yeah. Oh, named, God, yeah. Named Bronx or something. Like this is one of those times I would have let y'all do a twin storyline. Like, hey, now. Okay, Lewis Edwins. Didn't know about And honestly, the last time I felt this way, and I know that, and she got a lot of unfair backlash. When Jen Lilly stepped in for Maxie at GH, um, yeah. she, you know, she paid homage to Kristen in the first, you know, two, three, four weeks of performance. Uh-huh. But she subtly, very transitionally, <laughs> made that character her own. And by the time... Yeah. You know, uh, Kristen Storms was ready to come back. I kept, I mean, you remember, I went on Twitter and said, yeah. why can't Maxie have the long-lost twin sister? Because generally had taken that role and done so well with it. And it, this is the same situation. You know, she really, she, and like you said earlier, Pam, she had such meaty stuff to play. You know, yeah. that, you know, for it to be as seamless as it was, she absolutely deserves this nomination. And if she walks away with it, I will not be sad, even though my, you know, my prediction was what it was. I will rejoice if she walks away with it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I, we're down to the last hour. So let's hit the floor running and we'll start with the bold and the beautiful. Um I don't really have a whole lot to say other than mm-hmm. it feels like right. I'm still yeah. watching the I'm still watching the same scene as we were six months ago uh, and I I, I I just wanna clarify something real quick. Um the opinion <laughs> of this this uh topic belongs to me. It doesn't um you know, reflect on Take Two Radio. Um, but I need for, I don't advocate for people to get fired. Um, however, uh-huh. go um, ahead, girl, do it, the, do it. The, the fashion on the show, um, yeah. has become, has become more of a topic than what's going on in the show. Right. right. And that, um, and I'm saying it like this because I'm trying not to laugh. But and well, actually, no, I can't do it. I tried. That was my acting. Thank you. Um, here's the thing. Even though there's stuff going on, Bone the Beautiful, one of the things that people are talking about is the fashion, and not in a good way. Um, it's to the point where I don't know. You guys remember the show uh, on E, the Soup Talk Soup? Do you guys remember that show? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. So, So. so I kept thinking if that show was still on or if, you know, Joan Rivers, God, God rest your soul, honey, was still alive or, you know, they had fashion police, how they would be making fun of Bold and Beautiful. Yeah. And it, it's like to the point where it kind of, you, when you're watching, it makes you kind of uneasy. Like, it just be like, oh, oh, God, oh, woo, wait, that's not a, that, even though they're telling you it's Gucci, you're like, oh, Gucci said come back, like, bring it back, bring it back. The, well, you know, that, even, know even yeah. Brooke has been affected. The other day she had something, and I, I looked at her outfit, and I thought, oh, no, no, uh-uh, no. <laughs> you cannot do this to Brooke. Brooke wears uh, some phenomenal outfits. But there was just one well, that was like, oh. Well, was, I will tell you who's the, the one character 
who's been affected the most. And that Don't is we? Miss and re, yep, Miss reengaged herself. Because Zoe, like to me, Kiara is a very and you know, Kiara Barnes, you know, she's a beautiful young woman. She yeah. she she is very, you know, well built and everything. For them to do that to her, I think that is just like that is ungrateful. That's being that I that not not nice. With um with Anika, with you know, in real life Anika likes bo- bohemian uh fashion and they try to transfer it over to Hope. I'm sorry. Some now the other day Hope did have on a nice pants outfit. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, that's a, that's from Anika's. Um, okay, you, you know, know what, girl? Personal I'm gonna collection. stop you right there because somebody on Twitter. I got into this conversation. You know, as as I said earlier, and all listeners know, I'm blind, so a lot of times I have to go to my sighted friends and and get mm-hmm. a little fill in. What was the outfit? Mm-hmm. What were they doing? Where was the hand? Mm-hmm. You know, whatever it might be, I might need a little. Mm-hmm. They call it audio description. And currently right. the only soap that offers audio description is NBC's Days of Our Lives. Thank you, the powers that be, Corday and NBC, because it really does make the world so much better for the, those of us who have vision issues. But I digress, but I digress with, with, a, with a PSA. Audio description, CBS, please get some audio description, but I digress. Mm-hmm. The, the response that was given to me the other day was the best response I have heard in, in the longest time in regards to this issue. There is not a single fashion house in L.A. or anywhere else on the planet, Paris, Milan, anywhere else that you go, that will allow their employees, family, stockholders, et cetera, et cetera, to show up wearing anything but haute couture, house couture, casual couture. But you're going to see representation of whatever the fashion trends are right now. Most importantly, the house that you're working for and for the creations, obviously, is, is you know, a made-up brand for the soap opera itself. But you're not going to ever see a woman that's working for a fashion house in yoga pants or a bohemian peasant, you know, flowing house looking <laughs> shirt dress. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to see them in casual clothing. You are never going to see someone who works for a fashion house wearing a pair of jeans. You're never going to see them wearing a pair of off-the-rack oh. sneakers or, or Payless shoes. Um, okay. And so, you know, when I, when I heard that response, I thought to myself, you know what? The first 20-so years of The Bold and the Beautiful, that was exactly it. You never saw anyone. You never saw anyone, in, unless they were naked. And, and if you saw them, you know, mm-hmm. naked with a little sheet here or whatever it was that covered up the hoo-ha mm-hmm. and the woo-woos. Um, other than that, you saw them dressed to what you expected of a soap opera that's based in L.A. around a fashion house. Okay. You know, right now they are dropping the ball big time on that part. They are because I look. I know one of the fashion rules is not to wear white after Labor Day, unless you watch Serial Mom, which is like a great movie. Y'all should watch it. Okay. That outfit, that pink outfit with the dragon in the middle of Zoe's dress, and y'all know which one I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah, yeah it, I think this so. Is the 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 white shoes. You know, this is not 1975. Platforms are out. Staying alive, disco, that's all gone. Bye. Sorry. Don't bring it back. Honey, they had Don't. they had Quinn in an oversized shirt wearing yoga pants. Her husband is Forrest of Creation. There is no way that she would no. ever be in an I, oversized I got one shirt. Even better. Like, I, like I got it. one even better. And this is, again, this is uh, with Zoe, not Zoe, with Paris. 
is the current outfit that she had on, right? It was the green, like, kaleidoscope outfit. Y'all probably seen it, right? Yeah. I, I said, okay, I'm going to try to save this. Because if I was the fashion consultant on, on Bold and Beautiful, I would have took that young lady who plays Paris Diamond, Diamond White, I believe that's her name. I would have mm-hmm. cut that into a little romper. Now I see. <laughs> now I watch. I watch. I watch the hills on uh, Peacock, right? So I know that this would have worked. I would have cut it to an appropriate level because they are in the workplace. Instead of those green, no, those yellow boots. <sighs> those yellow boots. I would have put on black heels, open toe strap. Black Hills. Welcome to Take Two Radio Fashion Review. There you go. Oh, That's honey, what we need when, to do. When my sister, when my sister described that outfit for me, I said, "Well, did, was Smokey the Bear like in the background holding up the sign, please don't start forest fires?'" What the hell? <laughs> no, it really reminded me of a kaleidoscope. Like y'all remember the ones y'all looked into and y'all saw all the. You guys remember the show Romper Room? I'm pretty sure some of y'all was alive for that. I only saw yeah. repeats, but. Um, it just, to me, it, like I said, you know, Bone and Beautiful, last year the major talk was about the mannequins. This this go-around is about the fashion. That we forget what's going on on the show, which is that yeah. Liam and Bill are covering up, um, you know, the fact that he kicked, they, you know, hit and killed Vinny, a.k.a. Vincent. I'm giving his government name. I'm sorry. I got to give him his government name. And you and you know Carter and Quinn and then Shauna. Well, Shauna was playing the best friend of the year. Like she should get the best friend of the year award for saying that it was her and Carter that slept together. And Flo wanted to know, wants to know. Well, how come my mama's been having sex with somebody and I don't know about it? That's because, honey, you're her daughter. You don't need to know everything, honey. Sit somewhere. And then you got Paris, yeah. then you got Paris. Spoiler: She found out. But guess what? Carter's so torn about everything that he decides to repropose to Zoe. But even though he just was thinking about him and Quinn, I can't. I'm like, oh my gosh. What a web we weave. Maybe it would have been now, a better let me ask you. Let me ask you this as far as, um, as Bill and Liam is concerned. Now they're both in the who's cow. Um, who's going to stay and who's going to go? Liam. Okay. I think Bill will get out. Okay. Hmm. The right. only reason I, I, is I because they both stay. But yeah. They can't what? both stay. It wouldn't be a soap opera. No. No. Yeah. But, yeah. I just want to jump to Carter for one second, though, because this is the one spot where I think the writing is actually spot on. You know, if if I w- if this were real life and I was friends with Carter, I'd be telling him, "Yo, bro, come on now. Whoever whoever walks away victorious over Forrester, whoever walks away victorious over Spencer, the, the, you know, mm-hmm. there's no way. You're a diversion. You're a dalliance. You're probably hot, the hottest she's ever gonna know, but she's never gonna pick because you and you don't have that right last name." Right. I, just, I just think, like, I, and I will say this, there was a scene last week when, you know, Liam had confessed and Bill came in and they were having to talk about protecting the family. Because what I think oh, girl. some people do forget, like, 
Scott Clifton and Don Diamond, look, it's been a hot minute since they really shared, like, an intense scene like that. Yes. Like, you know, and this is why they actually play off of each other very well. The fact that Liam, like you said, he was thinking about how his kids will feel, like, for not telling the truth and not, you know, doing, like, facing the consequences. Like, he's trying to set an example. He right. knows what he did. And, you know, we, the audience, let's be real, Liam never pays for anything that he does. He's always nope. been back and forth between the two women who all have suffered consequences because of it. He's always been what I call the white, the white knight riding on the horse, like, giddy up, mm-hmm. giddy up, I'm here to rescue you. You have Bill, who he does stuff, but he does it for his family, like somebody else on the, on the sister show. He does stuff right. for the family. It may not be the perfect way, but he is always trying to do something for him. And he still feels as though he has to, he does, he feels as though out of all the children, Liam is the one that he will actually kind of, you know, put his neck out for. I love the fact that when no. Bill said you had. No. Well, well wait a minute. No. Let me, let he, me would back. Put his ne- he would put his well, neck me, out let- for all three of his boys. Well, well, I'm going to get to that because I'm going to tell you why I said that in just a minute. The fact that, you know, Bill, well, when Liam said, well, it was Bill who said, you have two kids that's going to need you. And then Liam is like, you have Will. The reason I just said that about sticking in that, because I feel as though Bold and Beautiful sometimes forgets that That Bill does have three kids. That he Mm -hmm. has three kids. Yes. And the fact but, okay, that, wait, yes, stop Liam, right there for one second. Because okay. that's a very valid Liam-ism to throw in there. He didn't have his father in his life. So Bingo. there's always going to be that natural tendency to think that the bond with the child that you watched, you know, you held in your arms moments after was born, and you have watched every single stage. You watched them spit up on themselves. You watched them spit up on you. Uh-huh. You held them. Because remember, Liam didn't know who his daddy was. Yeah, because remember, Liam did not know. Yeah, did even know who his dad And that's the thing is that Bill, with his children, he wants to set the quote-unquote foundation, the legacy. But at the same time, there's a part of him that tries to make it up to each kid. Yeah. Like both, now, both Liam and Wyatt have said in the past, you screwed us over. Like, we, we accepted it. You screwed us over. There's a third little boy, too, who if and like Liam said, if you go to jail, what, what is he going to say? What is he going to think of, you know, da-da-da-da-da-da? You guys think about, well, I really enjoyed those scenes because it showcased that Liam, that something that I saw on social media, people said, oh, Liam doesn't care about one of the kids or the other. No, he said that he cares about both. He, he just didn't want to be a disappointment. And I, lo- I just love the fact that you have Liam who, again, he has – I mean, I don't want to say, you know, the word privileged or anything, but he's got away with certain things that normal people would have, you know, like, again, Saffy Hope, y'all should have kicked him to the curb a long time ago, but that's just me. But there are certain things that he has gotten away with. This he couldn't get away with because this was eaten at his conscience. Bill, again, any parent does not want to see their child get locked up hurt or anything. So they'll, they'll switch places real quick without thinking about their own consequences. 
And so, you know, he goes to jail. But uh, detective, I want to say detective, but he's deputy. Deputy Baker called him out on both on all of that. And I was yeah. like, yeah, well, I was like, well, think about I was it like, for finally, a second, though. You know, think about it for a second, though. You know, Bill, Bill is the puppet master first and foremost. He has uh-huh. he has the need to to rectify situations for Liam and and um uh, for Lee, yeah for Liam and um and Wyatt because he didn't have the whole you know first eighteen nineteen twenty whatever years it was when each of them finally popped up so he has that going on you know he he he's never gonna change. You know, it's like asking Victor Newman, you mentioned you referenced that other soap opera a couple of seconds ago. Mm-hmm. It's like asking Victor Newman to get, you know, to get reality checked, which is never going to happen. Victor lives in Victor's world, and that's it. It's Victor's world the way he sees it. And if if it isn't that way, he's going to make it that way until he has no other choices left. And that's who Bill is. But- Liam has always been the white you you coined it perfectly he's the white knight on the white horse he uh-huh. he needs to save everyone he needs to, t- to do the right thing he needs to to make sure that everybody is fairly compensated everybody gets what they need out of the situation and if he gets if he gets scored in the process so be it the thing is is i love bulls and the beautiful for doing this because it does it does kind of combine reality with with the soap opera fantasy you know, yeah. nice guys, you know, nice guys, they say that they finish last, and they do in certain ways, but nice guys usually end up in a place where they, 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 they there's a exactly. Teflon kind of feeling to them, because everybody wants to step up and, and mer, you know, build that circle around them, because they're so good, they're so, you know, on uh, on the right path, that people will step up and shield and protect and do what needs to be done. So legitimately, you know, we've always said, Bold and the Beautiful is the most, you know, most in reality based of the four soap operas, with Young and the Restless coming right behind them. But the Bold and uh-huh. the Beautiful tells stories from a, from a reality perspective rather than an evil twin popping up or somebody back from the dead to right or wrong, blah, blah. You know, when they fix something, they fix it in reality terms rather than some off-the-wall storyline like a brain tumor that made me become a, a psychopathic killer artist, <laughs> you know. Right. right. Yeah. You know, All I right. Think- well... We're getting down to 45 minutes here, and we still have three other shows, yeah, so we'll, we, we can catch yeah. up next time on more. Um, <clears throat> next up is The Young and the Restless, and um, I first oh, want to say that I knew Tara had a uh, an evil side to her, I guess, or a, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, an agenda. Sneaky, tricky, yeah, agenda. some tricky, kind of agenda to, uh, to what she was doing here. And mm-hmm. Sally, of course, picked up on mm-hmm. that. So um, <laughs> this mm-hmm. is going to be fun. Um, and mm-hmm. I don't believe um, her ex. Oh, gosh. I'm Ashlyn. Ashlyn. I don't believe him for one second with his. Okay, let's be nice, and yes, I'm a good daddy, and you're going to have a good time with your children, and I, your child, and I'm not going to take him away from you, and blah, 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 blah. I don't believe any of that oh, for one God. second. Go. I'm okay. going to keep my so mouth shut. Let me, let, me, let me just say this. 
Ashland to me is one is one very very breath of fresh air for the young and old. I love him. I love um, him. I, uh-huh. I love, love him. Um, he's he's multi layered. You don't you really really very it's very hard to pin down what he's going to do next. Um, Richard Burgey, who you know obviously has all the credits behind him, he deserves all the accolades that he gets. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. he, he, it's a breath of fresh air. So. As far as you know, as far as knowing whether or not he's going to stick to this, come on, you're you're exactly right. No. We all see the writing. We all see right. the writing on the wall. We all knew where Tara was going with this. However, having Kyle in that position yet again paint him as you know, Candace, Am I wrong when I say he is Jack Part? You know, he's Jack the reboot. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I, I was going to say as soon as you finish, as soon as you finish, I'm going to go there with that. With this storyline, it reminds me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, this storyline really is taking me back to Jack, Diane, Phyllis. Mm-hmm. Yep. A little bit. Yep. Yeah. But there's remnants the there. But the pro- see, okay, I'm going to be honest. I need for Young and the Russells to stop something. I need for them to stop on a Monday, half a Tuesday, and Wednesday, giving me something that I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. And then we go back to the same old, same old. I need for there yes. to be some rewrite yes. and personality and character-driven stuff. I need for the yes. whole Sally and Summer, because I'm going to be honest, as much as I want that to be, the way that they're playing Sally versus Summer makes no sense to me whatsoever. I don't get nope. it. Yeah. Unless you have a viable reasoning of why these two do not get along and can't stand each other, I'm out of it. I understand they're trying to make Sally into the new quote-unquote half of Phyllis, half of Lauren, and half of a busybody. Oh, no, honey. On I, that, I disagree with you. It's not half well, Phyllis, half Lauren. They're straight up making her the new Phyllis. Oh, no, no, no. So the reason I say Lauren is because you got to go back into the eight. You got to go back, go back to the eighties. That's where I'm taking the half of Lauren from because, because again, Sally is sort of kind of got her nose turned up a little bit. She's still is because of how she's handling certain things. But the problem is, is that you can have Sally do that. You can have her, but please give me a legit reason why Summer yes. Newman, Summer yes. Ann Newman, and Sally Spector Jr. do not get along? You could actually There's have a no real good reason. rival, right? You can have a real good rival in the situation because I feel as though they're doing everything as if they we already got the legit uh, explanation. I don't buy the fact because she got a job and you didn't. That's bull. I'm sorry. No, uh-uh. I'm sorry. The whole Kyle not to this thing. level. Is, no, you're absolutely not right. Not to this level. Yes. With Kyle, look, Kyle is an avid male, true and true throughout. He is his father. He is his his uncle. He is probably his cousin too. Kyle, you you supposed to be smart. You don't know this game by now, Tara. Okay. I okay. I know she's you're a right there, Candace. Right there. Let's stop for a second because you're exactly okay. right. He grew up seeing everything that happened to Aunt Ashley, Aunt Tracy, Daddy Jack, um, all the Just, all the struggles. But but, he grew up seeing but it. But can all. I ask a question? He, Just yeah. Wait, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask this question, Young and the Russell's writers. 
Hey, how you doing? Right. Do y'all not remember y'all did the exact same thing with Kyle that y'all doing with Harrison? Because remember Kyle yes. for a minute thought Victor, yeah. Victor was his daddy. Thank you. Okay. That is the more, hashtag the more you know, be younger than Rockford's edition on Take Two Radio. For those um, who don't know. Let me, yeah. let me just add to this that as far as Kyle watching what happened, you know, with his father and such, as a child, you know, you either become your parents when you grow up or, or, you you know, or one be. of them or you do the opposite. Right. And Kyle has fallen into Jack's path. Yeah. When, when you become your parents, that doesn't take, like, you know, in real life, when you become your parents, you're still justifying everything. You still recognize, you know, there, there's very little throwback to what happened. And, this, all, you know, all the soaps to a degree have this. Um, Bold and the Beautiful is, is the second most, you know, annoying in this, in this category. But, you know, you reference things that happened in reference to what's going on with you. You know, perfect perfect example, Young and the Rest, uh, Bold and the Beautiful being, you know, Steffi, Liam, Hope versus Hope. Taylor, Brooke, Ridge. You Ridge. know, when they don't reference those things, it, it annoys fans like us who have been watching for 30-plus years and, and know that in real life, you, you know, these things would come up. You know, well, they yes might and, change yes the no. behavior. Uh, yes yeah. and no, because I'm with – I'm. Yeah. Like my mother, my mother and my father were total opposites on how they viewed life and how they lived mm-hmm. life. And I chose to be like my mother because I definitely did not want to be like my father. And mm-hmm. I don't always think about what I'm doing or saying in my life that is the same thing of what my Girl, mother wait, did. Hold up. Let me, let me ask you this, right? If your father had a secret daughter that popped into the family, you know, 17, 16, 18 years into your life, 25 years into your life, and then, boom, you're dealing with the person that is now coming to claim that your, you know, your paramour is now the baby father, wouldn't you say, oh, I better go talk to my mother because she dealt with this? That's what annoys mm. me about, about the young and the rest. Well, I'm, I'm going to even backtrack it a little bit even more. I get what you're saying, yeah, Pam, and I definitely get what you're saying about, about, about that too, Anthony. The problem with me with this whole story is, first and foremost, Kyle slept with a married woman, point blank. Okay? Right. And I know that and he knew she, and the right... And he knew she was married. It's not like it came out afterwards. Right. Like, and, and not only that, it's not like, too, Kyle didn't know that there was a child. He knew there was a child. He, he knew. He knew that he was the father of, like, you know, just a reassurance to make sure they took the test. So he already, it wasn't like a secret, it was a secret that he kept with her that Theo knew, that Sally knew, that Kyle felt pressured to tell Summer. That's where the whole Jack, Diane, Phyllis stuff came for me. I do, I do feel as though they, there are sections of the story that should have been, that should have played out a little bit more. I feel as though, like, they've already fast forward a little bit because now you have yeah. Sally. Yeah. And Tara working together to bring, to kind of tear apart Summer and Kyle. Again, why does Sally have it uh, out for Summer? Like, if all of this is because of, of a job, then I'm sorry. Yes, this is a real good storyline if they, y'all did it right. 
But to me, the backing of it is because Sally is, is jealous of Summer because of a job. Are you saying See, I would, I would understand it more if, if Sally was after Kyle. Thank you. Okay. And that's where so I let me, this was let me throw at. this into the mix for a second. Yes. If, if Sally were to go back and reference her Bold and the Beautiful history and say, this mm-hmm. is why I was up against this powerful family, blah, 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 that would even make sense. But, you know, it, it's mm-hmm. just, I, I Well, I think that's what they're going to be doing this week. Like, with, um, because yeah. we know that John, John the Cook is coming over as Eric um, because of the whole Sally thing. But and, and okay, I'm gonna be honest. The crossovers. <laughs> okay, as much as I've been asking, I think we've all been asking for these crossovers. Again, the point of this crossover is because of Sally versus Summer. I need to know. Bottom line, the the I need to know what is it that Summer did to Sally to make Sally jump off like this? Yeah, why is Sally so there. determined? Yeah, why? Why is Sally yes. so determined to tear down Summer's world? If there and was sidebar no terror, note. Yeah. Yes. And sidebar note, if John McCook is there and there are no scenes with Lauren, I'm going to be really pissed off. Well. I'm going to be really pissed Well, I'm going to be mm-hmm. honest. I need something else to happen, too. I know we're giving, we're giving Young and Russell a little too much, but, but you got to do this. Josh, writers, listen up. Somebody needs to tell somebody that Sheila Carter is still around. Thank you. That's all I I asked for in the world. She seems to have rehabilitated herself. She's serving mozzarella sticks. She's got it all on the floor. No, no, no. She now has an Airbnb now. Yes, it's on Rodeo. It's a beautiful place. It's called Carter's End. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. No. Oh my God. Yes. It's by- yes. Uh, okay. Guys, we, like- we move. Before uh, we move said, away from any, the, anything the else the on the Young and the Restless? Go ahead. Yes, I have to say I am absolutely loving, loving, loving the new phase. You know. Oh, me too. Oh, no. oh yeah. From day yeah. one. It is no secret that I did not love the, you know, the last face as much as the rest of you did. I think that she had moments, and she was Shocking. good. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, I didn't really love her in the role, you know, and whatever. So, but, oh, my God. This girl took it and ran with it. God bless. Yes. I don't remember what her yeah. name in real life, but you yeah. go, Raylin. girl. Raylin. Raylin, thank you. Raylin, girl, if you listening... Or if somebody who knows her is listening, you tell her that Take Two Radio thinks that she has, she is the best thing that has come onto Young and the Restless. You go, girl. I still remember her. I remember her. Yeah. I still remember her from the Big Show on on Netflix. I remember her early work. Just like with Brianna, I totally forgot she played um the doctor on Young, Young and Hungry on on Freeform. For those who didn't know, yeah. I was like, wait, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, she's crazy on that show. Yeah, we'll accept Okay, well then, moving All right, on Where are we going to now? Days of Our Lives, <laughs> so Carolyn can get oh. her voice working again, and I'll be right back. Yeah, Queen, Carolyn, are you still there? Queen girl, what's going on? Tell us about Days of Our Lives. Oh my goodness. 
There's so there's so much happening. Oh, um, does anyone know what um, Chanel's mother's going to do with the um, the stores? I can't I I, I can't figure out what she's doing. I have a hunch. I have a hunch. Okay. This is only my guess. This is only my guess, but I have a hunch it has something to do with prostitution. Oh! Uh Uh-huh. Really? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. And I have a feeling that Kate's past is going to come back, and she's going to suddenly be pulled into the storyline. But go ahead. Oh. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. You know, one thing I will give Ron, he's very good at at throwing in the curveball that, you know, in the back of your mind, if you thought about it, once you see the scenes, et cetera, et cetera, you're like, oh, yeah, you know what? I should have thought of that. Um, But because it's so in the distant past, you don't, it's not the first thing you go to. I have a feeling that before this, as this storyline progresses, Keith's really going to be pulled into it. Candace girl, what about you? Um, Well, you know, first and foremost, y'all know I love Paulina. I, I, I love her. I, that's yeah. by far the best thing of the soaps uh, in the recent couple of months is, is Jack A. Jack A! Come yeah. in, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, do th- I do think it is, I don't, I mean, half of me was thinking about the prostitution, but I think it's something else too. I'm not too sure, but I think it's like financial situation. Like, I think she is broke, quote unquote, and borrowing from somebody else, and we're going to find out who her 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 uh, backer is backer. Um, okay. Yeah, um, I I it's it's funny because I like this storyline, even though I know there's so much going on with days right now. I this is one of those stories that I'm just like, okay, y'all y'all playing it low, but you're doing good because there's so many like y'all taking Paulina and Chanel in different orbits. But it's right. something yeah. that's tying them all in together. And I'm just like, ooh, yeah. okay, let's see what yes. we're doing that with this. And it's each new circle brings them a little that, bit closer. This, yes. Yeah. Is this a rumor that Chanel is leaving? No, okay. it, it's a fact. Yeah. Oh, really? So, the, so Precious Way, who played Chanel, before she got Days of Our Lives, she had, like, three pilots. Like, she, like she booked film and, oh. you know, there's something – there was something called Corona that happened too. So that's why some yeah. of the stuff didn't, didn't get picked up. So now the one show that she has um, is her and uh, rapper MC Light got picked up. So because oh. of that, she, she's, gonna, she's, she's been filming that since April. So there's a new young lady. Um, I can't think of her name right now. Raven. I, it's not Raven Simone. For those who was going to say Raven Simone, it's not that so Raven. No. Um, but uh, it's another actress who is stepping in, and we should be seeing her around probably after the Olympic break. Um, okay. Because yeah. the way the way the that everybody figured it out, yeah, the way everybody figured it out is because Days of Our Lives fans are detectives. Everybody was looking on social media. <laughs> they looked at this girl's Instagram and be like, "Wait a minute, that's the same couch as from Lamar uh dressing room." Who is this girl? Wait a minute, let's find yeah. out. So that's how that all came out, by the way. And, that's, and then all the news outlets picked up on it. I was like, yeah. okay, go ahead, Days while I was like, if you need your social security <laughs> number. Yeah, but apparently there's not going to be a break in the story. It's literally no. going to be the playing the role of today is Raven, yeah, Simone, and, wannabe yeah. girl. 
Well, yeah. it's too bad because they've been giving uh, Chanel a, ba- a bad time, and it was just kind of starting to get a little better, and now she's leaving. But Well, I mean, no, I mean no, no. Well, the character is going to stay consistent on screen. Yeah. It's just one day mm. it's going to be, I forget who she is yeah. now, and the yeah. next day it's going to be yeah. Raven. Yeah. 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 Same thing with Brooklyn. One day it was Amanda, and the next day, you know, well, uh-huh. we didn't see on screen, there was a break, but it wasn't because right. of the character situation. It was because the way they film and the way they're telling the story. But literally, uh-huh. it was in the middle of the storyline, and then suddenly Brianna popped up, and we're like, oh, hello. Hi. How you doing? Like, Hi. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's not going to interfere. Yeah. The dynamics yeah. are going to change with Allie and, and Chanel. That, you know, how do you I'm, like I'm that story? I'm going to be honest. Or... I think... I think that's going to be the interesting factor is to see. I mean, we say this about a lot of recasts. You know, sometimes the OGs, you know, and the person, the, whoever they're going to pair, the, you know, was paired up with, they have a dynamic. And then when the recast comes, of course, you're going to be like for the first six weeks, because that's how much of time I give, you, you, you have to fill them out a little bit. Some work and some doesn't. But since the Ali yeah. and Chanel storyline was kind of just getting started, it may be right. it, it might actually be a good thing. I mean, you know, Precious to yeah. me, Precious um, had chemistry with Paul Casper, you know, because Paul has. Mm-hmm. By the way, hi Paul, if you're listening, hi. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he has chemistry with everybody, so I'm just saying. Um, yeah, so, but it may be a different. Trying to get Paul on the show, by the way, we have to. We have to talk to him. But don't, but don't, but don't, but don't say anything about me, like you did with Jordy. <laughs> No, girl, I'm I'm going to be fanning out for myself on that one. <laughs> no, I'm just telling Cam not to do that. And if anybody's listening, please don't repeat this. <laughs> well, well, don't forget, he he dated my junior goddess. He dated Kylie Minogue for about seven months, and I want to know all yeah, about and I, his time and, with and Kylie. I, and, I did, and, I, and I did meet him, and he's really sweet, too. He's really he nice. He's sweet. But He's I, a really but I just nice don't, guy. I just don't want nobody to, you know, say anything about a crush or anything. Cam. No, girl. Don't worry about that. I'll take care of that. <laughs> yeah. thank, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> okay. I, 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 have, I have one question to ask you guys. Okay. And, 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 you know, this is just, when I say this, just think in, my, in your mind that I'm thinking about, you know, for me, every actress, every character, et cetera, has their, like, shining moments that you can never duplicate. So for me, mm-hmm. you know, with Allison Sweeney, that whole two episodes where she found out about EJ and, um, oh, God, why is it blanking? Um, you know, multiple personality girls. When she found out oh, about Kristen? those two. Yeah, yeah. No, not Kristen. Um, oh, Andy. Abby. Abby, thank you. Uh, yeah. Abby. Okay. So, oh, okay. You know, yeah. remember, Days of Our Lives, for the oh, first time good. in 40-whatever-years-it-was, did a full-on one-scene episode where there was no other storyline going on other than Sammy, EJ, Abby, um, you know, and the whole finding out. Right. So, having said that, right, what the hell is going on with, with Sammy and Lucas? And more, more importantly, do you all see the difference in Sammy this time around? Yes. Yeah. She's a little. Um, um, nice. <laughs> just, just say it. What I'm hoping is, 
what I'm hoping is there's a backstory to all this, and it's going to come through, and they can just haven't basically discarded the Sammy that we've known and loved for almost 30 years now for this birth. Anthony, it didn't just start. It started when it was the, when it was the wedding, when, when she came and she was so pathetic and she was going to shoot somebody because when Kristen yes, said, yeah. when she revealed herself, and it was the wedding of John and Marlena. That's when, the, right. no offense, but that's when they started to quote-unquote strip Sammy of what we all are, you know, we know and love. I feel as though they are taming her just a little bit because even though, and before anybody jumps on me, I like Sammy and Lucas. I do. I just thought I out of the two, Lucas was the, the weakest one. Out of, I'm going to be honest. I can, you know, this is... With EJ now coming back, I do hope there's a backstory. I do hope that we get that emotional situation because Sammy is hurt by the fact. Yeah, that mm-hmm. emotional disconnection that, you know, she was talking about. I do hope that they do play on that because I feel as though it's not only important to the current story, but also to the history of both couples. You have yeah. to play on that. Because there's it's some the mystery that I'm looking at more than the current storyline. Right. But in the current exactly. storyline, I really don't recognize this version of Sammy. Computer no. I recognize, I, I will say there are certain points, like, okay, when they're playing her and Lucas, again, if you've been a fan of theirs since the day that they first both came on Days of Our Lives, there are certain, uh-huh. like, right, there are certain, there are certain moments, there are certain things like characteristics of Sammy and Lucas. At the same time, though, it is like, okay, Sammy, who are you? Like, are you wearing a mask? Is this really you? Because there's certain things like, okay, she should be a little bit strong. Like, I I get it for the comic, the the comedic purpose of it and the little Mm -hmm. nostalgia of like, oh, yeah, you know. But at the same time, you're Sammy freaking Brady DeMera. Like, why aren't you at the DeMira house tearing it up and telling people to get out? Why aren't you slapping Jake around and saying, you know what, I have, like, okay, we know $10 million is gone. We know that. I like the fact that Xander asked her for that, too. Was like, do you have money? Do you have $10,000? Like, and I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, Sammy does have her money. Like, she has half of it. And then I'm thinking, wait, yeah, she does have the, I, I need for them to, like, really, like, tell us everything, because there's a lot of missing um, pieces, pieces to the Sammy, yeah. EJ, and yeah. I mean, we know that if you saw the summer preview, you know Johnny's back. By the way, hold on. Caroline, I know you saw this. I know we all saw this. Did we or did we not think that was Chandler Mancy? We thought that was I Will. Uh, and, not, yeah. and not Johnny. Okay. Okay, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't the only person, because I was like, Will! And when she said Johnny, I was like, What? <laughs> I was like, y'all sure that's a... Oh, you saying that, are you saying the photo looked like Chandler Massey? That promo, when he, when he, when, yeah. when, Allie, when, Allie, when Allie said, you know, because when they showed the, the, the preview and you saw the guy, if she didn't say Johnny, I, I straight up thought that was Will. I would have thought it was Will. Yeah. 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 Wow. I, I didn't see the promo. I caught, I, yeah, I caught that. Oh, you need I to see the promo. Just, um... A few of the fans are saying the the original AJ. Yes. You tell you, you tell us why he left. 
they're saying <laughs> that he left because James, they didn't, they, they didn't Scott. like the yeah. Uh, that he didn't like the storylines. So ahead, he left at the time. He felt that that the storylines were not doing justice to the character anymore. That you know, all the story had been told that could be told. Mm-hmm. Blah 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 blah. And he wanted mm-hmm. to to go on and do other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that, I, that's, when, that's, I, yeah, that's what I thought, and that's what I said. But someone said, "Oh no, they it was over the uh, the plot with uh, Abby and all that that went on." And I said, "Okay, no. he was so, really no. Okay, real he quick. Re- the one thing uh-huh. that Days of Our Lives did, you know, they've only done a few things that have really irritated me over the years. Uh, one of them okay. being, you know, the whole Christian uh, uh, Alfonso leaving and and the way they handled that, right." Um, uh-huh. you know, mm-hmm. that, I'm sorry, but y'all, y'all done did, y'all done did dirty there. Y'all did dirty. Uh-huh. Um, but the same thing with EJ, you know, if an actor feels like that they have played everything they can play and they need a break or they're going to leave quote unquote for good, don't, don't disrespect the storyline, the character, et cetera, that had come along, you know, and, and don't put out there. Um, you know, it's a legitimate le- reason to leave. So they okay. did him dirty when he left. And I understand his reluctance to go back to the EJ mystique. He he did some fan events and, and whatever to repair the damage. But honestly, in this, I hope you guys agree with me. The damage really wasn't his damage. He didn't go away bad-mouthing Days of Our Lives. Days of Our no, Lives bad him. Once he left. Okay. Oh, he, no, got, no, 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 no. He was very I, nasty. He called no, the wait, well, wait a minute. Well, wait a minute. Well, so let me, let me kind of get it. Let me, let me get into the mix of this real quick before we move on. It's both fault. Okay. It's both parties' fault. Because if anybody remembers when Sony leaked those emails out, there was talk of um, somebody taking James Scott and Alice Sweeney off of days to do their own spinoff. And Ken Corday prevented that from happening because, quote, unquote, that was his talent. Okay. This was around the time also that James Scott also allegedly wanted to do other projects because other people on in soaps were doing other projects. That was prevented. He felt as though, okay, I will continue to, you know, as on contract, continue to do what I'm supposed to do. Okay, just like Anthony and everybody says, he at this at that time he felt as though he gave it all, his all. The writing was all that they could do. When they killed him off, that was the end of the chapter. Case closed. Da 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 da. There was some there was some feedback from both sides towards the actor as well as to the to the um, writers. There were some people who behind closed doors oh, wait, did say some things. Hold up right there, though. Let's put a pin in that for one second and recognize that shows like The Young and the Restless and General Hospital and even Bold and the Beautiful will work around actor schedules. I mean, let's face it. The year, yeah. Okay, Tony Geary is Tony Geary. Laura, um, uh, Jeannie Francis is Jeannie Jeannie Francis. Francis. Manoli Hughes. But when you get to that part, that space where you're leading man, where you are carrying the show for, for months and months on end, um, you know, it's built into the contract when you start to renegotiate that you get time off to take your acting abilities and, and try to sell yeah. them out to something else so that you can come back to the set feeling excited about playing Luke Spencer or, or Anna Devane or yeah. Marlena, Marlena uh, Evans. 
you know, and it's even on days of our lives that happens. Back in, you know, not too long ago, Marlena and John would disappear for months on end, do their own thing, and come back. So when it was his turn, they didn't treat him the way they treat everybody else. And at that point, he was leading man status. Now, everything that he said and did at that point in time was not completely correct, but where he was coming from wasn't wrong. He wanted the same mm-hmm. uh, benefits applied to everybody else, applied to him. You know, right. actresses like Kristen Alfonso, she didn't want to do anything else. She was content with coming to Days of Our Lives whenever they needed her and doing her, you know, all her other businesses on the side. Same thing with Ariana Zucker. You didn't see her doing other acting roles. She was taking care of her businesses. So what's good yeah. for the goose needs to be good for the gander. He could have been more diplomatic in the way that he put the information out there, absolutely, but he really wasn't wrong with what he was asking for. Right. And to kind of backtrack, like... The interview that I uh, read, he said that he was very dissatisfied with everything. He had fame, he had money, he had this, he had that. Didn't he go down to the Amazon or somewhere and was Uh, on a retreat? Yeah. Yeah, Wasn't there something about finding God or something? Yeah, whether it be other projects or other businesses or finding God, you why don't... shouldn't he be given the same the same right. accommodations and credit that if he wasn't going for other movies and stuff, it, it's not their business. He wanted it working and... for his contract that he would get the time that others were getting so he could go pursue and... his other interests. And, and if he wanted and to move, you know, into a rocket ship and try to find the aliens that are floating around <laughs> Earth, then God <laughs> let him do it. And, now, and, and not only that, but he also, but also too, on on the thing you said, he went to fan events and everything. Yeah, because he actually said some things too about Days of Our Lives, and it's like one of those things is that okay, two wrongs don't make a right. I understand you're frustrated and everything, but you don't take it out on the show that gave you a paycheck so you can pay for your house and, and your rent. Or the, or, the fans. or the show, or the, or the fans. fans, because or the fans. Wait, so he did okay, me. something. Give me, okay. wait, give me one example. Moron. Wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. Give me one example <laughs> that he ever took it out on the fans, because he's always been very good with his fans. You oh, want to yeah, take it no, out on I'm, the show? Wait, wait, hold up, hold up. I'm not yeah. done. If if I went to work every day and my coworker got six weeks of vacation so that she could go, I don't know, you know, find herself in, in India and do the whole Julia Roberts Eat Pray Love and they told me, Well, you're you know, you want to go to Philadelphia and ring the Liberty Bell isn't the same thing, you can't have that on I'd be pissed. I'd well, be pissed. I think I think I think when when people 'cause I I mean I me personally, I think when People have said he took it out on the fans. I think it's because some of the fans did not want to believe that he had the character died. And you know with soap, the actors always can come back and stuff. But he kept saying, no, EJ's gone. He's done. I'm gone. I'm done. Yeah. So I think yeah. when when fans heard that, it was like, well, wait a minute. Hold up. What did we do to you? We we want you to yeah. come back. We like you. Okay. I think okay. that's where it comes Okay. Well, then, then I'm going to pull the same card on but, you. Then why isn't there a fan backlash against Christian Alfonso? Because for oh, all we know, oh, next oh, year, wait. Lisa, wait, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, oh, Lisa Peluso could be on Days of Our Lives as the resurrected by the way, uh, uh, Hope by the Brady. Way, I, well, here's the thing about Christian Alfonso. I think because 
and I love Kristen Alfonso. And Kristen, if you hear, if you're listening, hi girl. I think because fans was used to her. Because keep in mind, this is a woman that also did Falcon Crest, okay? By the way, real side note, Falcon Crest needs to be somewhere. Amazon, Netflix, seriously, Paramount Plus, anything. Yes, we need to resurrect Falcon Crest. We need to resurrect that, yes, right now before Falcon Crest, the next generation. I'm just saying. But I think people were so, because you got to also understand the different fans. And I say this all the time. It depends on when these fans start watching the show. Because around that really? time, that's when you could not, quote, unquote, be very, um, you couldn't do, like, if you want, if you had did other projects and everything, it wasn't as loud as it is now. Like, okay, let's say, like, Greg Vaughn, who, by the way, we need to get him on the show, too. Um, yeah. Greg Vaughn, Greg Vaughn, yeah, he's Greg back. Vaughn left. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's back, he's which I was surprised at. Back. Yeah, I was surprised at, and I'm going to wrap this up. But, like, when he, we're so used to him leaving and everything, and the fact that, you know, last year he left to do Queen Sugar, the E. coli fans were upset because they was like, okay, y'all literally just gave that couple a wedding and sort of gave them a, yeah. a quote-unquote happy ending. Fans were upset, was loud because there was two things that they could have done. Recast, just like with Benetier, or kill the character off go back to the, the when e jammy started that was that was anthony i'm about to use your word that was fire okay and the fact yeah. that that person that james scott was a part of that fire and then the fans was like this was like a couple this was like oh you know you're not mm. supposed to like these two because of what was going <laughs> on but they were fire but the fact that james has said that so publicly saying i'm done with the show I'm not coming back. They killed the character off. That kind of just, like, put water on the fire. And so now, like, when James was going to these fan events, people did speculate, okay, did Days and him work everything out? Because it was just Mm -hmm. weird that, you know, he stopped talking about Days, he shaved his head, looking like Lex Luger. Lex Luger, Look at both. Look at both. You know, he did not want to come back on a full-time basis. He, he no, gave he him not. a certain amount of, you know, and, and, and he said what he's, uh, not Robert, uh, what was the other, who's the, the other bow? Not Robert, Kelsey Kelly. Um, Peter Reckle. Peter, Peter Reckle, thank you. Peter Reckle. You, you know, so they, they did him dirty too. They did not give him, the, they did not give the character and the years on the show the, the ending that it deserved. Um, right. They right. have every right to feel that way, you, you know. Especially mm-hmm. again, I, I have to say it when when certain players, Julie, uh, you know, I I I love to hate her. I, I don't like Julie as a character, but I like what she brings to the show. You know, but she gets to pick and choose. When you get to that status where for six, seven years you are carrying leading man status and they can't afford you some of the things that they're affording some of the other actors slash actresses, why would you not look at that? Think about it. If you went to work every day, it doesn't matter what the job is. McDonald's. Let's talk about McDonald's for a minute. If you went every day and you were flipping burgers, blah, 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 and your co-burger flipper gets six weeks off to go find himself in the, in the <laughs> jungles of South America and come back yeah. and, be, and be able to flip burgers, you'd be pissed off if they turned around and said, no, you can't have that. 
it, it, you know, yeah. he's wrongs on both sides, but for us to beat up on James Scott as the as the actor for for wanting what everybody else in his in his stratosphere was getting is wrong. It's wrong. Uh-huh. He was only asking for what everybody else was getting. I've come off seven years of carrying the storyline between EJ and Sammy, EJ and Nicole, EJ and Stefano, EJ and everybody hating EJ, EJ and Abby. You know, all I want is to take the next level and see what else I can do, but still come back here. And when they say yeah. no, if, if, that's if they give us the that. Right. I hope you're yeah, not yeah. too hard on the new one. I hope they're not too okay, hard. Oh, as, I'm, as much as, guys, as much as I'm enjoying this conversation, yes. we I have 11 minutes left to hit GH. Oh, please, can I stop okay. this one? Wait, I'm going to stop this one. Wait, no, wait, no, no. Girl, I have been waiting two weeks to say this. I've been okay, waiting for it. I've been waiting six months. All right, all right, go ahead. Go ahead, baby, because you know I love you. Go ahead. <laughs> it is with great sorrow that I have officially announced this on Take Two Radio. But sadly, we lost somebody. His name was Peter August. He gone, y'all. He gone. Now, wait. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yo, wait a minute. I did not see today's. Has anybody found him yet? No. Why? 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 Why she did that? Why? Why? Because you know why. You know why. Yeah. I'm gonna I mute know you. Why. I'm no. gonna mute you. No, I was just wondering if they found him yet today because I know he's still laying and people are looking. Yeah, nope, but he ain't where he was supposed to be at. So he ain't there. But I, I I'm look, let me have this. So for those who you know, like Pam, who's gonna miss him. Um um I don't know what to tell y'all. But anyway <laughs> I just wanna say <laughs> okay. this. First and foremost Okay, well, okay, okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Anthony, because you know I'm excited about this storyline. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I can't hold it no more. You got the former chief of police who is whatever, whatever, whatever his role is now. You got the fact that he has been laying. Come on. Yeah. It is not. We are not talking about 37 building complex of, of Mount Sinai Hospital. We're talking about Kenya Hospital in Port Charles, New York. Sure, it's in New York because when they was on the on the uh, rooftop, I saw palm trees. You saw palm trees. I yes. saw palm trees. <laughs> My sister told me that. I said, no, you must be wrong. Thank you for telling me now that she's not crazy. I said, girl, you could have seen palm trees. They're in upstate New York. Okay. No, but come they on. Are, yeah. How big is that damn hospital, first off? Okay. Second off, I have to say this. I am so sorry, but... You, you know, amnesia storylines, it is a staple of, 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 of soap operas, blah, 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 blah. But if his memory has not been triggered yet, I, I, I am just so done with Nina and Sonny, or Mike, whatever yeah. he is right now. Yeah, yeah. But, I, can't, kind of, uh, I can't with that anymore. I can't. I need to have Sonny back. I need Carly to find out about what Nina did. I, I need all that to happen. You will. I will say this. I love the way they're writing the Carly trying to run the mob. I mm-hmm. love that part mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. That part, but everything yeah. else, 
everything else is, you know, is poop coming out of the back end, and, and you know, we don't have baby wipes to make sure everything's clean. That's all I got to say about that. Right. Now, who well, do you think? Go ahead. Okay. Who do you think is the one that's stalking Ava? Because I saw a spoiler, which I did not read, but I saw a spoiler say something about that maybe it's Nicholas actually um, stalking Ava. Nicholas? Okay. Or is Spencer? No. No, Nicholas. I'm thinking Spencer, but I saw a spoiler that said Nicholas. Yeah, I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, two Dante things. said that maybe they're that the uh, stalkers after Nicholas. So right. my my theory is maybe it's Hayden. Well, go ahead, David. Go on, go on with that one because we know Rebecca Buttig is coming back at the end of the summer. Yeah, and the other part mm-hmm. is because of Sean and Kumian. Uh-huh. Um, I guess. See, I forgot that part of the history. I didn't. I knew Sean was in jail for shooting, uh, uh, but yeah. he must well, have got wrongly accused of the wrong no, crime. No, it was attempted. It was attempted murder. So he got he booked shoot. for that. Not he. He did shoot, but it was attempted murder. So he went to jail for attempted murder of Hayden. Okay, because I saw something. I also saw somebody yeah. say, I don't remember if it was on social media or where I saw it, but somebody said, don't you remember that Sean didn't actually try to kill Hayden, that it was Nicholas. But I don't remember that, but you know how my memory is. So come on, Encyclopedia, uh, Candace or Anthony. Tell me. <laughs> Go ahead, Candace. <laughs> Nicholas hired, hired Sean to do it. Nicholas, Nicholas hired Sean. Sean. Okay. Yeah. That's where the accepted it because because he because Nicholas didn't want to have blood on his hands. Quote, get it, blood on his hands, get it. Okay, I'll be here. Okay, um, okay, I remember but, that. I but, just didn't yeah, think Nicholas actually why, did okay. the shooting. That's why. That's why, so. that's why everybody was asking about Sean being in jail because they was like Hayden didn't die. He didn't kill Hay Hayden. So why is Sean in jail? And I'm glad they reset it again. Was because he attempted he attempted mm-hmm. to, right. to murder Hayden. So that's why he's still okay. in jail. So we yeah. know that Sean, we know that Sean is about to come back in a huge storyline, and we know mm-hmm. that Rebecca Buttick is returning to GH at the end of of August. So I mm-hmm. am pretty sure that it's going to turn out that Sean got out of jail and went to find Hayden because he wants to to re- you know rectify his full name kind of thing and exact you know do penance on those who wronged, you know, him and her, because now they've got a lot in common. Paul Hayden had to give up her daughter, et cetera, et cetera, because of Nicholas. Mm-hmm. So we, mm-hmm. we, we, you know, and by extension now, Ava has, you know, has decreed that he is the prince. Now, I don't like what they've done with Nicholas. You know, I, I just, <laughs> I really don't like what they have done with Nicholas. I just don't. Um, but I don't, I don't like what they're doing to Ava. That's just me. Oh, girl, I don't like what they're doing with Ava either. Um, but don't forget, they're throwing those little red herrings in. They want you to think that Ryan Chamberlain is working with somebody on the right, outside. Right. And that it, mm-hmm. it's going to turn out to be somebody connected with Ryan. So I'm going to tell you right here on Take Two Radio Soap tonight in June, let you know 
don't bother worrying about the Ryan Chamberlain connection. That's not where it's going. We're going to see Sean and Hayden somehow connected as he comes back first, and she's going to blow into whatever he ends up blowing up everything. She's going to come in and ride the benefits. And that's going to be the next thing, because you know that they're pushing Anna and Finn back together. They, you know, they want, they want mm-hmm. us to be invested in this when Hayden comes back. And he's going to have right. to make the choice who's the safe one to choose. The woman who would leave her child and float around the, the globe, blah, 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 because of a supposed threat from Nicholas and doesn't trust him enough mm-hmm. to be able to trust, take care of both, both of their safeties, or the woman who's the super spy, et cetera, et cetera, who's never going to put him and, and his daughter first. So they're setting up the perfect storyline. I am very okay with this if that's the way it's playing out. I'm okay with it, but you know what else is okay with? The fact that Peter's gone. Um, <laughs> oh, I, God, we have to go. Pam, I love you. I love you, Pam. Pam we love you. Him. Girl, you're not, he's I'm proving it right door. now. You're not proving it right this. now. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. Curse your storm. I love my man Gabriel. I love him. But if Peter... If Peter AKA West showed up my door and said, "Oh, come on an adventure with me." I would. It would be very hard for me to say no. <laughs> okay. Alrighty. Well, there you go. No, but I will say this: that West Ramsey and Kristen and Kristen Storms they did a phenomenal job in the last week. Oh my god! And I'm going to yeah. say this now: if neither one of them gets a nod for next year's Emmys, yeah, there's going to be. I'm going to be a little upset. Real quick, we want to give uh, send our best wishes. I mean, girls been home though for a few to Kristen Storms because if, if in case y'all didn't hear, she had brain surgery. She's cool. Yeah. She's good. She's sewing. Yeah. She's, you know, she's drinking lattes and stuff. But yeah, Peter's dead. But I love the line that was said when Maxie told him, "You are a cheap imitation of your father." I was yeah. like, yeah. "That is from Soap Twitter." I said, "That's from Soap Twitter." I said, you can look at everybody's Twitter account because everybody said that. So I was like, Dan and Chris and the writers of GH, you know, anytime y'all need ideas, we're here for you to get some good one-liners. But the fact that it was Finn who did it and that Elizabeth is covering up brilliance, brilliance, that is soap. That is soap. That is soap 101 yeah. right there. That is so brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Because they, they and, all and have their individual motives. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And when when they lock in on a suspect, you know it's going to be somebody. You know it's going to be somebody that everybody loves, and they're going to be tortured. Elizabeth and Finn are going to be and, tortured. And you know what? The funny thing is, since they can't find the body, maybe he is at the docks, like I've been predicting for six months. <laughs> right there. Right well, we have one, one minute and forty seconds left, and I just want to add in as far as, yay, maybe. Okay, British lady, I just said that. Um, <laughs> for those of you that don't know, there's a voice that comes in my ear that says 90 yes. seconds. Okay. So um, baby Louise is born, and it just tore my heart out to see Maxie wake up from that dream thinking she was holding her baby, and the baby ba- Louise yeah. slash Bailey was not really there with her. That, that was another great yeah, thing. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I know, but you but know I, what? I gotta, I gotta give General Hospital credit bringing Brooklyn into the storyline and, yeah. and setting it up all yes. this. Come on, come yes. on! If they did not, because yes. you kind of know where this is going to lead. 
Yeah. You know where this is going to lead to. You know where this is going to lead. It's yeah. going to be love they, involved, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and see, this Lots is the that. Yeah, and see, I feel as though, real quick, they're doing a they're doing this story because you know the other storyline with Willow and them that should have been the story, that should have been Michael mm-hmm. Lucas and all of them, like all of this. So I'm glad that they're actually doing it with Maxie. My heart broke when Brooklyn showed her the baby. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. because again, yeah. Maxie yeah. had to do what she had to do for her child. It's gonna yeah. oh my gosh, I guess all oh, the tears, all the tears, so we're gonna have to go next. Also, one of the best lines was when she said being loved by him is worse than being his enemy. Oh, yeah. my God, yeah. my, my yeah. whole body ripped with her. Ripped with okay, her. Christine, yeah. we're off air, guys. <laughs> we're <laughs> off air. We're going to have to continue <laughs> next time. And thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you for Brianna Lane for joining us. And good luck on Daytime Ennies. That's it. We'll see yeah, you next time. All around. Love you all. We'll be. Keep love you too. Coach. We'll be on the night before. We'll be on the night before the Emmys too for our Emmy mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Here Woo. we go. Good night, everybody. Yep. All right. Good night. Bye, guys.